If anything was possible for you, how would you want to help people? If I had a magic wand right now and I could wave it over you, what would you be doing that would just totally like light up your soul being like, I get to help people in the coolest way ever? What would that look like for you? Hey there. I'm your host, Sarah Lorenzini, a rapid response nurse and educator who loves telling stories to teach critical thinking. This podcast is for nurses who want the knowledge, skills, and confidence to respond to any emergency. With almost 20 years of experience in the ER and critical care nursing and a master's degree in nursing education, I have a lot of stories to share, and I love to nerd out and break down the pathophysiology, pharmacology, and nurses' role in emergencies. Stories bring learning to life. It is way easier to learn from and remember the stories that my colleagues and mentors have told me than anything I've read in a textbook. And that is why I made this podcast. Every episode is packed full of exactly what you need to know to handle whatever crisis that could arise on your shift. It's one thing to get the right answer on the test, but knowing how to detect when your patient is declining and what to do when your patient is crashing is what will make or break your day and might just save your patient's life. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest with me. I'm looking forward to sharing her experience and insight with you all. I get questions all the time in my DMs about nursing burnout, like this one. Sarah, you seem to still love nursing. I'm only three years in and I'm already battling burnout. How have you stayed in it for so long? What is your secret to not letting it all get to you? This is really hard. So today, I have with me Jana Holterman. Jana is a nurse burnout coach who helps nurses figure out how to beat burnout so they can live a life they love inside and outside the hospital. I love this. So Jana, welcome to the Rapid Response RN podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So before we dive into specifically talking about nurse burnout, can you just share with me like your nursing journey? How long you've been a nurse? What types of nursing roles have you had? And what's led you to do what you're doing now, which is being a nursing burnout coach? To start with, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life. Knew I liked to help people. I had other family members in healthcare. So nursing kind of seemed like that great option. And I went straight into my bachelor's degree. So I was going through the four-year program. I worked as a CNA all through, basically. And through the four years, doing all the placements, I still had no idea what kind of nursing I wanted to do. So to Get out of, got out of my bachelor's degree and I went straight into med surge float pool. And that was an experience <laughs> starting my nursing profession. Um, and so that was like almost six years ago now. So I floated everywhere. I was in like a large hospital organization. So I didn't just float within one hospital. I floated to like multiple hospitals in that city and I went and saw everything. In that like first year of doing med surge floating everywhere, I realized that I was like super drained and exhausted because you're constantly going to different units that you've possibly never worked at before. Also being an RN, like if I went to like more of like a long-term complex care kind of floor, they would put you in charge because you were the only RN. And I'd be like, I am like less than a year into this. I'm floating and now I'm like (laughs) team lead. So I feel like there was so much that I went through and I was like, I don't even know if this is right for me. There was a couple of shifts that they ended up putting me in critical care almost as just kind of helping hands because they were really short. And I was like, wow, I really like the critical care side. Maybe that's it for me. 
So I did the transition and I actually stayed with the float team. I just went to critical care. They did train me and I started an extended assignment in the CVICU, which I learned to love. So I was like, this is going to be it for me. This is going to be my dream nursing job. So I did that. I started working there. I liked it more, but the same thoughts, like the same experiences kept coming up. Like, I don't know if this is for me. Like I'm drained. I'm exhausted. You know, I finished my work set. I need days to recover. All of those same burnout experiences. And I was like, I thought that was going to be it for me. I thought that CVICU was what I wanted. I ended up switching into full-time CVICU. I got all the skills. You know, I've now I'm an ECMO specialist. Like I did everything. I checked all of the boxes, did all of the certifications. I thought that was going to be what it was it for me. <laughs> it did not make me any less burnout. So now about three years ago, so almost three years into my nursing profession, I started looking like externally to figure out how to solve these experiences of burnout. So this was just before COVID. And I did personal training. I got my nutrition on point. I did all these things. And yes, they helped, but they didn't completely make me feel like fall in love with nursing. And it was what I really wanted. I wanted to feel fulfilled and enjoy my nursing career. So I continued to look and I kept listening to podcasts and reading books. And this concept of life coaching kept coming up. And at that time, I was like, I don't even know what a life coach is. So I literally <laughs> Googled it. <laughs> there was a lady in my area. So she lived close to me because this was before COVID. I called her up. We had a conversation and I started like working with her in person. And that was kind of when everything shifted because I never had given myself that power to realize that I had the choice to choose what I wanted to and have that sense of autonomy and that confidence built from myself and my inner world rather than expecting somebody else to give me that sign off and that approval that we all get in nursing because that's part of the nursing world. So that's kind of like what happened for me. Then all my coworkers were like, oh, you've changed so much. Like you seem so like happy and so much more energy. And I was like, wow, maybe I could help them too. So I went and got my coach training and I have been burnout coaching ever since. And that's about two years. Awesome. So I want to back it up a little bit. Yeah, you were sure. doing all the things that I think the profession tells us to do. Like if you feel like yes. you've kind of reached your peak at this area, then go do something else and that'll fix it. Mm -hmm. And so you did that and it didn't fix it. <laughs> How were yes. you able to recognize like, oh, this is actually burnout. This is not that I'm just not fit for this role. This is something different. What symptoms did you have? And then how did you figure out that, that, that that's what they were? Like, how did you diagnose yourself with that, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. I think what help me was actually being in that float role because I was going to all the units and I would go to floors and like nurses on those specific units would be like, Oh, I'm so exhausted. So burnout. Like, what is it like over there? Like, do you like working on that unit? Like, do you think it's better over there? And I'd be like, no, it's not better over there. It's no different than it is here. And I think I like had that opportunity to be like, no, the grass is not greener. And I did the same thing. I was like in the CVICU, like that's like, you know, in my mind, that was like peak you know, nursing like experience. So I did the same thing and realized like, okay, the grass is not greener. So if it doesn't necessarily matter, like I can still pick where I want to work, but it doesn't necessarily matter where I want to work. So there's something beyond just the right floor or the right manager or the right staffing ratio that is creating my experience of whether or not I like my job and can still have energy at the end of the day. So I think that was kind of when I started to realize like, okay, I need to 
figure something out that's beyond just where I work to create that experience. I'm the kind of person who is very ambitious and like, so I'm going to go do all the things. So I did try all the things. <laughs> like I hired the personal trainers. I got, you know, I did the nutrition. Those are all the things that everyone's like, oh, you want to look good, feel good, like go get fit. So I'm like, okay, went and gotten fit. And then I'm like, something's still missing. So it was just for me personally, it was a lot of trial and error. That's like the best way to learn, unfortunately, sometimes. It is. So yeah. what were the specific symptoms that you would say that you were experiencing that you recognize, okay, this is a problem that can't be fixed with a better diet and more exercise and a new certification or learning how to use the ECMO machine or whatever, whatever the thing yeah. is that might seem like it'll fix the problem. By definition, burnout is more than just stress. So like, I feel like some people are like, oh, I'm just a little bit stressed. It's like stress is a short-term physiological response in your body. You have that cortisol release, you have those like epinephrine, you have all these like short-term response to a trigger. When that continues on and every single day of your life, you're having that stress response, that leads to emotional, physical, like mental, literal exhaustion where your body doesn't necessarily even know like how to respond to these triggers anymore. So you just kind of become depleted. For me and what I see a lot of people thinking me like, oh, I'm not just that, I'm not that burnt out, I'm just stressed. And you're like, well, like the thing I see the most is nurses consistently needing a recovery day. I'm like, you should not need to lie in bed and binge watch Netflix for an entire day or two after your nurse set. Like it shouldn't take you a full two days to recover from three days of working. And most nurses are needing that because they're just so depleted that they don't even have that capacity to function after working. And I think it's just their body is constantly in that like fight or flight stress mode. So they're just depleting their energy. And that was the same for me as like, I just felt so drained all the time. Even after I would sleep all day, I'd be like, okay, I still need, I still need a vacation. And then I go on vacation and I come back from vacation. And I'm like, I just need another vacation for my vacation. Like, this, this, I just need a little bit more. So I think that was a big one. Another thing that's really common, and I hear nurses say this all the time, is like, you know, I'm going to just need a bottle of wine after today. Today was so stressful. I'm just going to need to like, and that is really a symptom of emotional exhaustion. So emotions are, I love to think of like emotions, if you're not processing them, what you resist persists. So they're sticking around in your body and your brain and you're thinking them even on this like unconscious level. So I want you to think of like, if you're in a pool and you have a beach ball and you're like shoving it under the surface of the water, you can shove it down and shove it down. But eventually your arms are going to get tired and it's going to come back and probably smack you in the face when you're like least expecting it. Mm -hmm. That's the exact same thing that happens with emotions. So if you find yourself requiring all of these like tools, literally like alcohol, overeating, all these things to basically buffer, like push away these emotions. But then when the smallest inconvenience happens in your life, you like practically explode. You're like, there's no way I can handle this. This is too much. Like you literally get like a parking ticket and you're like, it's the end of the world. I cannot handle this. I can't believe this happened to me. That isn't like for sure sign of burnout. And that was what was happening to me too. It's like you no longer have the capacity to choose how to respond because your brain and your body is just so overloaded with all of the emotions. So needing a full day or two to recover from your shift is probably a good sign you're in a burnout season. Yeah. 
or overreacting to what could be just like minor inconveniences or frustrations could be another symptom. Any other ones mm-hmm. that you hear a lot, either either from yourself or ones you've heard from your clients? I think a lot of it just has to do with like almost like a numbness that we get. Like we went into this profession to help people. And if you even have like a happy outcome with your patient, like you had this patient that has been struggling for a long time and they made like they turned the corner, they're doing better. Maybe they're getting discharged or they're getting transferred out of your unit. And you can't even like appreciate how wonderful that is especially as in a profession where we see so many people get worse we see so many people die like if you have that moment where you're like wow something good happened and you can't even be like wow something good happened that's great I think that's a big thing for me and I think that's so common within nursing is we see so much you know we see so much bad things happen that we don't even like take the time to appreciate when something good happens and that also prevents us from building that sense of fulfillment and enjoyment in our career so that almost like numbness to either bad or good happening is something that a lot of burnout nurses experience and they're not even necessarily aware of because i feel like they're like oh you almost have to disconnect yourself which is true to some degree but if you're not enjoying the good things in your career, then you're not going to have that sense of fulfillment. So what's hard with nursing right now, I mean, as you're fully aware, is staffing is so challenging. And so Mm -hmm. I think for all of us, it's hard to parse out like when we're having a hard day, when we feel overwhelmed, is it because I am burnt out or is it because this is just not a good place to work? (laughs) I mean, I know that I would say the majority of workplaces are having staffing challenges, but how would you like if a nurse came to you for coaching and they're in that spot, how would you help them differentiate? Okay, there's things that maybe you can be doing for yourself. You should stay at this job or no, this job is terrible. It is time to go. Like, how do you make that determination? I know it's different case by case, but in your yeah, absolutely. In my experience with my coaching clients, to be honest, most of the time they are the kind of people who have already job hopped around and found that job that they think is going to be their perfect nursing job. And then they've had that time and it wasn't their perfect nursing job and they're still experiencing that burnout. So majority of my clients end up staying where they are. It's just giving them the tools and the resources to kind of thrive in that environment and realizing that they have more power to choose how they want to feel and create that sense of energy, create that sense of fulfillment than they were necessarily giving themselves credit for. So there's absolutely toxic nursing environments out there. And a lot of it kind of comes with creating a sense of awareness of like who you are as a person, who you are as a nurse, what is important for you? Like in your ideal nursing job, like what kind of skills are you going to be doing? What kind of like ways are you helping people? There's so many different options in nursing out there. So if you're not even sure, like what your best nursing skills are and the what the things you enjoy doing in nursing are the most, it's going to be really hard. So to start with, before we ever even consider leaving a nursing job, transitioning, going back to school, all these million options that you have in as a nurse, it's really about figuring out like who you are, what do you actually want, and then figuring out like what your your boundaries are. Like, are you willing to pick up extra work or not? Are you willing to work on weekends or are you willing to work on holidays? Are you you know, willing to take on those extra patients on a consistent basis because that is the circumstances of the unit that you're currently on. Are those things that like you can handle if you have the right tools or are those things that are like, hell no, not for me at all. So really it's kind of like 
setting those boundaries, figuring out who you are. Once we have that clear sense, then it's honestly pretty obvious for like each of my clients. They're like, okay, this, yeah, this is totally going to be a job that works for me. Or they're gonna be like, no, 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 we got to figure out something else. And then it's like giving them those tools and resources. And now they understand themselves what their boundaries are. It's so much easier to find another job that fits that for them. Yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing from you as nurses, we're all really good at advocating for someone else. And we often forget to, like you were saying, advocate for ourselves. I asked my patient in your dying moments, do you want to have music playing? Do you want to have this blanket? Do you want to have this person in the room Mm -hmm. or this person? They're like, we give them all these options and make sure that we have the best possible environment and circumstance and situation and comfort level for our patients. But then for us as nurses, we're like, well, this really sucks. And I don't want to work the weekend and I don't want to work that day. And I we just like continue to not advocate for ourselves. And yeah. I feel like by choosing to work with a life coach, that is like you're reaching out to someone else to help you advocate for yourself. Because like we're so good Absolutely. at doing it for other people. But sometimes yeah, we see the reminder that we can do that for ourselves as well. 100%. It's funny that you said that because I like literally made a reel and posted that yesterday about how you <laughs> need to advocate for yourself. Because like, it's so true. Like I like literally the same thing. I was like, if you had a patient where like the doctor came in and wrote an order that was completely wrong, you would like not stand for that for one second. You'd be like calling them up being like, excuse me, this is so wrong. But like, how many times have you put somebody else first? Have you put your own like health first? Have you not drank enough water? Have you not eaten? Have you not peed? How many times have you neglected your like basic human needs? And the problem is that as you continue to do that, you literally lose self-trust in yourself. You're like, I say I'm going to do something and then I never do it because something else always comes up and I don't follow through. And that's honestly a huge component of coaching is regrowing that strength. It's a skill. Regrowing that skill of saying like, okay, I'm going to do the things that I say that I'm going to do for myself. And I'm going to build that self-trust and that self-belief that I am who I say I am, and I'm the person who shows up consistently for my patients because I've shown up for myself, and I now have that energy and capacity to do that, which makes me feel better in my profession so that I can now love my life at the hospital and I can love my life outside of the hospital. So good. You know, I think even many of us as nurses are also like empaths. We can kind of sense even what the patients need, even before they say it. I just can kind of tell, oh, they need someone to be comforting right now. Or, oh, they need someone to bring some humor in the room. Or, or they need me to kick this one feeling that we're out of the room. Like, you just kind of, you can sense it, right? 100%. That for other people. But for Mm -hmm. myself, I'm just like, go, 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 like power through. But Mm -hmm. taking the time to be just as empathetic towards ourselves and to take like a... Uh, a read on our own selves. Like, how are we doing in the middle of our shift? How are we doing with this work environment? How are we doing Mm -hmm. with, you know, advocating for ourselves throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month? Yeah, I I agree 100%. So if I was a nurse that came to you, just completely burnt out, I was so excited to be a nurse. I couldn't wait to graduate and care for the world. And now I can't. And now I dread going to work every day. What are like some initial assessments you do with your clients? And then what are some tools and strategies that you give them to overcome burnout so they can keep showing up as a whole person to care for other persons? (laughs) So to start with, I kind of always do like 
I call it a burnout triage call because we're nurses, we okay. triage patients. Yeah. Like I'm like, so we're going to go over like literally what is happening. How is this affecting all aspects of your life? Nurses are like, every time I get on one of these calls, they're always like, the hospital situation is this, the staffing ratio is this. And I'm like, I understand, but I want to hear about you. And they're like, no, no, no. But the hospital, my patients, my like, it's the same thing. I want to hear about you. Like we, we're just so programmed to think about everybody else. So this is really that call where I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about you. What is your experience while you're at nurse? What is your, like, how is this affecting your actual life? Because that's the biggest thing. Like, I want you to enjoy your nursing career, but most importantly, you're a human being who gets to enjoy their life. What is the point of all of this if you don't even get to live your life? So we go over like literally what is happening in your life. And then it's really, what do you want? And this is something that's also amazing and kind of sad is that most nurses have not given themselves that time to actually figure out what they want. They're like, oh, I think I would like that nursing job. And I'm like, okay, but what does that actually mean to you? Like, what goals do you have in your career? And like, why? Why would you want to be that nurse leader? Why would you want to be a nurse practitioner? Like, what benefits do you think that that'll give you? Like, what do you actually want to experience and feel in your career? And a lot of the time that kind of blows nurses' minds. And I feel like it was just because we have not given ourselves that few minutes to explore what's possible for us. Like if anything was possible for you, how would you want to help people? If I had a magic wand right now and I could wave it over you, like what would you be doing that would like just totally like light up your soul being like, I get to help people in the coolest way ever. Like what would that look like for you? And then really I have like a four-step process that I help my clients go through So I work with them on a six-month basis. So that really gives them like a full toolkit so that when we finish working together, we have done the deep work, reprogrammed your brain so that you have like lifelong skills. Absolutely, I have clients who work with me for longer than that. But my goal is that you can be that autonomous nurse who already has those skills and that self-confidence to be able to go out on your own and do this for yourself. Like, I'd hate for somebody to be relying on me. I want you to be self-sufficient individuals who can, like, totally go rock your nursing careers. So really, that start is understanding yourself. That's a huge thing. Once you understand yourself, you can create boundaries that are unique to you. The third thing is do the things that make yourself feel better. This is the, like figuring out what you enjoy to do what like some people like to do yoga some people like to do hit training some people like to go for a walk some people like to meditate some people like to read books or take bubble baths there's so many things that you can do that help recharge you and they're different for every single one of us so it's really about figuring out what your things that make you feel better and i like we make like a resiliency reserve protocol this is like your battery so you have resiliency in reserve so we charge you up so that you can go handle whatever chaos happens in your day and still have energy left. So I love that you use like nurturing terminology to help the yes. nurse. Yes. <laughs> well, I have to speak to you because protocol like yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking, like this this makes sense to nurses and yeah. I mean like it relates to be like this is a nurse thing. It's going to be for nurses. I need to speak to us. Like we yes. need to speak to each other in our own language. Let me get the protocol out so I can help the patient. Let me get this. Exactly. You follow the reserve protocol so I can help myself. (laughs) Exactly. So that's like all kinds of things. Meal prepping so that you have like nutritious food on your work days. So you're not just going to the cafeteria and eating chicken nuggets. Um, All those things, which, you know, are great every once in a while. But if that's every single day, you're going to feel drained and exhausted just from the things that you are not helpfully fueling your body with. Third thing is 
the things to do to make yourself feel better. <laughs> and the fourth thing is I really teach nurses the mindset of what it takes to feel fulfilled. So if this is really helping you have that mindset. So you know exactly kind of how to program your own brain to create, like basically how our brain works is, it's called this thing called observation bias. This works for everything. Your brain is literally programmed to focus on what's most important to you. Right now, your brain is probably focusing on all of the poor situations, the bad staffing ratios, you know, how you probably don't love your manager. All of those things that are not helpful for you is what your brain's focusing on. So I'm going to give you an example that's like totally non-nursing related so you can see how effective this is. Think about like when you went out and bought your last car. If you went out and bought a white Honda Civic, you probably never noticed white Honda Civics driving around before. But now you pull out of the car dealership and you drive to the grocery store and you park in the lot and you go get your groceries and you come back out and you're like, oh my God, there is like 150 white Honda Civics in this parking lot. Did everybody else have white Honda Civics before I bought it? Or did they all just buy it in the 30 seconds since I got it? No, they've always been there, but your brain was never programmed to notice them before you put it in your awareness. So a lot of this healing work is literally just programming your brain to focus on the things that you want to create more of. Focus on all the ways that you actually do like nursing. Focus on all the ways that you are helping people. Focus on all the good things that are happening. Absolutely, there's going to be bad situations. And that's kind of where emotional processing helps to recover from that. But it's really a lot of just reprogramming your brain to focus on what you want. Hey, guys, I'm going to go ahead and pause right here. I so enjoyed talking with Jana. It was such a life-giving conversation. And it goes on for another like 20 minutes after this. So because of the length of our combo, we're going to make this a two-part episode series. So tune back in next Friday to hear the rest of our conversation where we dive even more into how to take care of yourself and prevent and also treat nursing burnout. See you then. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that if you like this episode, you would probably like my course too. My one-hour rapid response and rescue course is an introduction to how I approach emergencies. If you would like to learn to think, assess, and respond quickly when your patient is crashing, then you can check out my website, rapidresponseandrescue.com. And if you message me the word podcast on Instagram, I will send you a coupon code for $10 off the cost of the course. Oh, and did I mention that the course is approved by the AACN and worth one continuing education contact hour? So if you want to level up your emergency response skills and get one CE in the process, then this course is what you want. I put the link in the show notes for you. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you learned something that will save a life. Remember, nursing is a team sport. So trust your intuition and don't give up advocating until you are confident you've done what's right by your patient. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of Sarah Lorenzini and hers alone. They are not intended as medical advice and should not take the place of your institution's policies or procedures. Evidence-based practice is ever-changing and your patient care should reflect the current best practice. If you want to get in contact with Sarah, you can find her at rapidresponseandrescue.com or on social media platforms as the Rapid Response RN. 